Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Shh with Christy Gothro. Here is where we talk about the triumphs after the trauma, where we discuss how we shouted through the silent struggles and depressions like oppression and depression. Here is where we give God the glory for our stories. Listen in. Today we are talking to Dr. Paulette Gandhi about the triumph in her trials of breast cancer and how she gave God the glory during the story and afterwards. It all boils down to her just being this lovely, lovely, lovely individual that God created and connected me to, to have not just this conversation, but to have some divine assignments, I know, um, to come through the pipeline just for us and for us to be able to connect and, and affect so many lives. And so, Miss Paulette, tell everybody, hey, or however Hello. you uh, however you say hi. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be here with you as well, Christy. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to have you join me. I have had uh, so many uh, really good conversations with you. And so not only am I happy to have you and honored to have you, but just blessed to have you join me. Blessed. And I know that this episode, this conversation and the things we'll talk about are going to be so impactful and so inspiring to the listeners because there um, are many things that we've talked about in the past that I know and believe that God put in you to share um, on more than one occasion. And so this is just one of many, right? And I'm just, I'm so blessed to be a part of it. And so without further ado, let me introduce the uh, Dr. Paulette Gandhi. She is a TEDx speaker, author, Truly Wet Wives ambassador, a breast cancer advocate, Army veteran, and of course, wife, mom, and grandmother. She, her, she's actually set out to help women use their adversity, turn their pain into purpose, trust God, right? She believes leading a God-centered life is studying the word, praying, and loving others like God does. Making sure that we treat people how we want to be treated. She believes that if you do that, it's the way God intended you to do it and that the blessings will flow. I know on many occasions, Dr. Gandhi, we've talked about the way you were able to overcome the adversities in your own life. And for me, I remember using your story as my uh, retail in the speaking group because it was so inspiring. Oh my God. Like it changed the way. And I've always wanted to like motivate and inspire people. Right. I love to use stories for somebody else's journey as, as like a compass, right. Or a roadmap to their deliverance. But when I heard yours, it was just like, my God, like that is what I believe for myself, but it's also that message that I want other people to 
hear and to understand and to just know how God operates. And it doesn't matter what the situation is, right? Because I've never had to deal with sickness in my body. And so that's not my story, but I do know how wonderful God is. And I do know that he honors our words and our faith. And so after hearing your story, I was like, I got to do her story as the retail. I don't even know if you remember that, but I was like, I got to do her story as the retail. And so I did your, your story. Um, and then just as I was saying it, like, it just had me like all bubbly inside. So I'm not going to retell your story right now, but I'll give you the opportunity to have the floor and just tell us about you, what it is you do, even though I've introduced you, I can only give, you know, a couple of things, but tell us what you do, who you are, who you serve and how good God is to you. Yes. So again, I am Dr. Paula Candy. And what I do, well, God is good, okay? Yes. That's who I serve. <laughs> I serve the almighty God. That's who I serve. But um, what I do is I help women um, overcome adversities, overcome, it could be illness, it could be divorce, it could be anything that's an adversity in their life to change it from that pain into a purpose. Because a lot of times when we go through things, it's not really even about us. It's about us being able to use that to help someone else. Mm-hmm. So I try to pull that out of them to then have them look at their self and examine their self to see how they can change that over into a purpose in their life to be able to help someone else. Usually when you focus on someone else, it takes you away from the pain or whatever you're going through because now you focused on someone else to help them. Yes. That's, you know what, that's the platform um, that's actually the foundation for this podcast and, and many books that I've written It's just like I was saying earlier to make sure that you understand your story is for somebody else's way out right yeah. we go yeah. through things in life and, and a lot of times we focus on how we feel about it how bad you know things were who did it and you know we focus on the situation when really we should always look through that situation mm-hmm. at who is it going to help Mm-hmm. who could this possibly be for because I for sure don't like how it feels so it's got to <laughs> be a reason to it right exactly. if Jesus died mm-hmm. why do we assume as humans that we're supposed to have like this great life with no uh, hiccups and you know and no ailments and disagreements and you know things that just come to to either put some type of bother on us or illness whatever it may be mm-hmm. but why do we why would we even think that we would live this life and not have any problems when Jesus came and died, right? Yes. <laughs> a horrible death. So, I mean, it's, yes. it's like, I mean, if he wasn't above it, you know, and if he came to show you that he endured it, you can too. And he died for us. And so mm-hmm. everything that we go through, we have to look through it as we're doing it for someone else. Um, yeah. when, um, when we talked some months ago, Actually, when you first introduced me and and the other people in the group to your story, you said it. I mean, you told us your story without hesitation. Like there was no crying with it, no emotion. It was just kind of like, you know, this is what happened. And this is where I am now with Mm -hmm. such confidence. How do you do that? Because um, from the beginning, um, well, from the beginning, I knew that God had me. From the very beginning, I said, okay, and this is how I talked to God. Okay, God, you have me going through this. So you have me going through it for a reason. I don't understand it. And I know everything is not meant 
good. So I'm just going to trust you. I'm going to trust you through this. And I always say faith without works is dead. So I had to do my part, my part as far as my treatment and the things the doctors wanted me to do, doing everything that I was supposed to do so that God would in turn do the rest. Because you can't just say faith without works is dead and not do anything that's like you wanting a job, but you don't put the application in. Well, God is not a magician. If you don't put the application in, he can't help you. God is not a magician. I he's like not, that. He's not. He's not. So you have to do your part. And so I did my part, you know, and I knew he was going to do the rest. So that kept me, that kept me in a good place through all the pain, through the treatment. Um, cancer is not a, a, a good thing. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's, it's very harmful to your body in the sense of even treatment, because when you have chemo, it kills the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. So you're going through all kinds of issues with your body and the treatment, but you have to have a positive outlook on it, you know, and that's what I did. I had a positive outlook on it. You know, I told my doctors, listen, me and God, we had a conversation. I'm going to be here till I'm 150. So this is just a setback for a comeback. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. I like it. This is a setback for a comeback. So yeah. what you're telling me is, it's, it's almost like talking to the doctors, like, I understand everything that y'all are saying, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. your job to diagnose. You see it, you diagnose it. But your word isn't the last. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And that, <laughs> that's, that's basically Your word isn't the last word. There's a reason for this. Yes, yes. There's so, a reason. Now, you got, but you got to tell everybody what you said now. You got to tell them. Okay, so my, <laughs> I'm going to just tell you my journey. My journey started in March of 2018. I was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer. And I'll never forget, me and my husband was in the doctor's office. And they was like, oh, well, you know, you have triple negative breast cancer. It's a very aggressive breast cancer. We really need to get you started on a treatment as soon as possible. I'm like, okay. All right. And so what do we need to do? And so she said, well, I'm going to tell you some things that's going to happen. She said, you're going to lose your beautiful hair. Well, me and my husband, we looked at each other and started laughing. And she was like, well, you know, why are y'all laughing? And I just pulled my wig off and I said, I have no hair. And she was like, <laughs> oh, my God. you know. And I was like, you know, God has jokes. I said, he allowed me to go through alopecia about five years before this because he already knew this was coming. I, this was just one less thing I had to deal with through this process. Right. And she said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> You know, just like, okay, y'all have a good sense of humor, you know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you have to, you know, everything happens for a reason. I always say it's a process. Yeah. And I said, so now that I look at it, you know, he allowed me to deal with that then. So that would be one less thing that I would have to deal with now. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, so I told her, let's do whatever the treatment is. And I told her, you know, I'm going to be here. So that's when I told her, you know, I, I, me and God had our agreement about me being here till I was 150. And she was like, oh, my goodness, you know, and we started our treatment. And I mean, it were, there were some rough days. I mean, there were some very rough days, but you just have to hold on. You know, you that's where if you prepare yourself beforehand, if you stay in your word and you have your faith and you believe in God, when the, the adversities strike you, you have that word inside of you to pull on. To keep you going, to keep you moving forward. Because I always say there's sunshine at the end of the road. <laughs> yeah. sun, the sunshine is going to come out. 
it's going to come out. It's just not here yet, but it's coming. So I'm going to hold on until I see it, you know? Did you have like some specific scriptures you were sticking to or anything you were actually listening to every day? Like what was, uh, because we pray and listen to the word, but what specifics would you say really helped you? Well, I used to always say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That was what was helping me get through my chemo treatments. Um, I used to say that a lot. And I used to listen to, uh, and I still listen to, I like to read, but I listened to um, the Bible experience. I don't know if you ever heard that, mm-hmm. um, where they have the, all the animation and, and yeah. they're speaking the word. And I used to listen to that and I used to go to sleep to that because I truly believe that what, you, what you're hearing in your subconscious helps you in, in your inner being in your inner being, you got to be careful of what you put into yourself. So I always turned on something very positive where I listened to the Bible experience to keep me to stay positive and centered on knowing that, you know, this is just a moment. This is not, darkness doesn't last always. The mm-hmm. light is going to come. You know, you just have to get through the darkness. I like that. I like that. You know, a lot of times when we go through things, especially when it doesn't feel good, it's hard. Yes. To tell yourself good things, to think good thoughts, to even want to watch, you know, to stay awake and watch things that you know are good for you. And that scripture, you know, we can do all things through Christ. I think a lot of times people say it and they don't really, I won't say not believe it, but they don't really think about the words and what they truly mean because it's if I can do all things through Christ then you have to understand that the same abilities he has the same strength he used the focused or intention intentional mindset he had is what you have to take on yes because I can do all things through Christ is is saying you know if he's in me then I'm not doing it by myself Mm-hmm. And then if I'm not doing it by myself, then that means I'm going to always recall what he did while he was here. So when they were ridiculing him and, you know, when he went through the persecution, where was his mindset? Mm-hmm. When his body was being physically abused, where was his mindset? When he was in pain, where was his mindset? And so when we say, you know, I can do all things through Christ, that's a, I can do all things through Christ mindset. Mm-hmm. What what is he thinking about this and how should I feel about it? What type of strength should I draw from who he is in me? Mm-hmm. But then there are people who don't believe that they can do all things through Christ, but at the same time have those creative or those powerful abilities to just say, I won't let this overcome me. Mm-hmm. How long how long would you say it took you? to really be convinced that I won't let this overcome me. Cause I know like fear, you know, it will come and, and test you, but how long it was there like a time frame when it was like, okay, I believe it. I'm a trust God. And then maybe fear came and you had to talk yourself back into it. Or do you believe, you know, from beginning to end, you just never lost faith and you just held on tight. Well, I'm going to say it like this. I, I never lost faith. I held on tight, but there were yeah. moments. There's always going to be moments where you'd be like, Oh Lord, you know, sometimes you say, some people say, why, why me? Why not yeah. you? Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. we're going yeah. through, Jesus already went through. Yeah. So, you know, you have your moments and I say, give, you can give yourself like five minutes. 
to be in your little pity party. <laughs> then it's time to come up out of it. You know, uh, you got five minutes. You got five minutes. You, you're human. So you let that little five minutes go in your little pity party. You say, okay, it's time to get back on track. Because, it, you know, it's, I just believe that um, the battle is already won. That was the whole purpose of him being crucified. The battle's won. The victory is already there. It's a matter of you believing it mm-hmm. and having faith and knowing and, and, and holding on. And if yeah. we even just had that little mustard seed, he said a little mustard seed, that little teeny little seed, if you just had that little seed of faith, it can be powerful. Yeah, you give them something to work with, huh? Yes. That little bit. Yes. That's so funny, though, that you said give yourself five minutes. I really believe that's in life, right? If we give ourselves a time frame mm-hmm. to do something, mm-hmm. it's like a goal. You give mm-hmm. yourself a time a mm-hmm. time frame to do something, you're most likely to achieve it, right? You give mm-hmm. yourself a goal, put mm-hmm. a time on it. Yeah. So that's really good to say, well, yeah, I understand, you know, you might be a little fearful. You might be going through something. You may not even like the way it feels, but give yourself a time frame of how long are you going to let yourself feel sad? How long are you going to let yourself mm-hmm you know, be in fear? How long are you going to let yourself have that little doubt? And if it's in five minutes, five minutes is good. After five minutes, you got to talk yourself out of it. Look, Mm -hmm. my five five minutes, my five minutes are up. Because when you think about it, if you stay in it and you allow yourself to be depressed, now you're depressed and still in the same situation. Mm. It hasn't changed anything. You just made a situation worse. Yeah. So why do that? You know, give yourself the time to grieve yourself for that five minutes. So be upset or be whatever and give yourself that five minutes. Say, okay, all right now. Because I'll tell you, God has jokes. Okay. He he, he, he has a lot of jokes sometimes. (laughs) He'd be like, okay. You know, for instance, with me, I got diagnosed in March of 2018. I went through all of my treatment, had a lumpectomy. I finally finished all the chemo, everything by May of 2019. Mm-hmm. Went through uh, physical therapy only to be re-diagnosed again in December of 2019 in the same breast with triple negative breast cancer again. Wow. Okay. So now we're talking about doing just a single mastectomy and we're trying to figure out treatment because with triple negative breast cancer, there's only certain treatment that they have. And I basically used up everything except for maybe one drug that I had I could use again and this other drug that I never had. Two chemos that I could try again. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. We we, we, we did that. And um, let me tell you, here's God's jokes. So I was going to get the, uh, the single mastectomy. And then in 2020 of February, we were doing another test and I found DCIS. They found DCIS in my left breast, which is another, like an early stage of cancer in the left Mm -hmm. breast. So now I have to do a double mastectomy. So they, they hyped me up because they said there's a procedure called the deep flap where we can take the, the fat from your stomach and, and put it up and make the breast and we move the blood vessels up so it supplies the tissue so it can live. And I'm like, oh man, you know what, God, you all right. Because now I'm going to get a tummy tuck and some boobs. Okay, we good, <laughs> right? I'm thinking, I already, listen, girl, I was psyched. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to have a tummy tuck and some boobs. Plus, I had lost weight. I had went from 237 through this whole process from 237 pounds to 174. I can't tell you when I ever remembered wearing a size eight. Okay. So 
I thought I was going to be the bomb, okay? I was like, oh, man, this is, okay, God, I got you. You know, that's, <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> they came back. They said, we can't do the deep flap. I'm like, why? <laughs> your blood vessels on one side is too small. Yeah, God said, no, your big head too big already. <laughs> you, you get a tummy tuck and some booze, you're going to be, it's going to be a, it's going to be a real problem. No, we ain't doing that. <laughs> He said, you too full of yourself. So I was like, okay, God, you got jokes. All right, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. That right there, though, is taking the adversity and not just turning pain into purpose, but taking the adversity and making not fun of it or even light of it, but finding a way to get a laugh in there, Mm -hmm. right? To bring the positive points out. And they say that laughter is good for you. It's healing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so the fact that you can find God's humor in the situation is a blessing <laughs> because some people even right now are going through some things and they don't find any of it funny, right? Mm-hmm. They cannot see the humor in any of it. But the fact that you can see God's humor, never leave, you know, never leave his side or believe that he has forsaken you or he's left you, you know, to just kind of do this thing on your own, but to know that he's there with you the entire time and you acknowledge it and then you can find the joke in it. Like, all right, God, I see you that I feel like that's a big part of having um, open communication with God and having a really strong relationship with him. Would you say that like the relationship that y'all have, there is a lot of laughter? Like, is that just kind of how you, yes, (laughs) that's just how I talk to God. That's, I mean, just, that's just, just how I talk to him. I'd be like, okay, now I really don't understand this. You're going to have to show me something. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I talk to him like I'm talking to you because that's the relationship that I've developed with him. And, um, and and he sets me straight. Trust me. He sets me straight. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I have conversation, you know, I, I literally have, pro- I could be washing dishes and I'd be like, okay, God, you're going to have to explain this to me because I don't get it, you know, and yeah. I have conversation with him and then trusting him. I have to trust him because if you look back over your life and see where he's brought you from, what else can you do? But trust him, you already see the things that he's brought you out of or he's brought you through. So why not continue to trust him? He hasn't failed you. That's good. That's good. Remembering all the small things. Yes. It can be a big thing that you're going through, Mm -hmm. but you have to look at any small thing Mm -hmm. that he's brought you through. It's kind of reminding yourself of those faith moves, right? It's reminding yourself Mm -hmm. of how good he's been. I I know that um, there's a song, you know, count your blessings, name them one by one. Oh, wow. And it's a really old song, right? Uh, But if you take into account what the words mean in every situation, it keeps you in faith and it helps to strengthen you as you go through a situation. Because if you're counting your blessings or if you are naming the things that God has done for you, then you are constantly remembering how good he is. And it doesn't matter if they're big or small. You're just reminding yourself if he did it this one time, if he did it this time, if he did it this time, if he did it this time, then what makes this any different? Mm -hmm. Because it's not that he's a respecter of size, right? It's not like, oh, well, he's only going to fix the little things. No, there's no respecter of size. He's a respecter of your faith. Mm -hmm. And so if you have faith as the, the grain of a mustard seed, if you have faith for the small things, then you just need to increase your faith now for the bigger things. 
Yes. And, yeah. and uh, um, a quote that I, I love it, love it, love it, love it. I have had it written on my wall at one time. And it's by Pastor Kenneth Hagan. Uh, he said, you can only trust God to the extent that you know him. Mm-hmm. And if you know him to have been your provider, if you know him to have been your protector, and now all of a sudden you're in a place where you need healing, it, your faith may not be as strong as it was when you knew him to be provider and protector, but it's an opportunity to get to know him mm-hmm. in that moment, right? And it builds your faith. Or if Let's just say you had something smaller, some sickness, some ailment that was smaller. And it's like, okay, well, God, if you healed me from that, then why not this? Right. I know that you can do it. And so the extent that you know him in any situation that you've learned him and you've saw him move and you've had a conversation and y'all have y'all have communicated about that thing. You saw that you got to know him. So then when the new thing comes up, it's like, all right. I know it's opportunity for me to get to know you, God, or to just build my faith because I know you in this area. And if you didn't fail me the last time, you're not going to fail me this time. So I I definitely feel like, you know, knowing him in every area is so important. One thing that you were telling me is that you were um, a big believer in prayer. Do you believe there's a certain way to pray or do you believe prayer is just open communication with God? To me, prayer is open communication with God. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be cute. It's an open communication between you and God. And you need to be specific in what you're talking to him about. Yeah. Yeah. Is that advice you give when you are, um, because I know you were telling me about the Truly Wed Wives and we talked a little bit about it and what you all do and who you serve and what areas you serve in. I know one thing that you mentioned was that the... Uh, ladies that are a part of this organization all have a different area that they take care of. Mm -hmm. And so is prayer like a big part of your area or, you know, the, the wives that you covered, what do y'all have? Like, do y'all have just where you minister to certain wives on certain things or or how's that organization work? Um, Well, for me, um, prayer is important and I, different people do it different ways. I mean, you know, in, in what they're handling, but prayer, everyone uses prayer. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, when we start, before we even start, we pray. Mm-hmm. When we mm-hmm. end, we pray, you know, so prayer is a big part of it. Uh, but I just want to say that you don't have to be, you don't have to have a rocket scientist prayer. You don't have to, you don't have to be perfect in what you say and even if you can't even find words to say if you just moan god understands your moan Mm. he understands your moan and he'll know he'll you know he'll 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 soften and he'll he'll heal your heart for whatever it is that you're going through so that you can't even speak Mm. he hears you he knows you you know he knows you if you have a relationship with them, he knows you. And so you don't have to have those perfect words to say. Even with bringing scripture up, you don't have to know the Bible, the full Bible. You can look it up and find the scripture that you need to help you. You don't have to be able to quote Psalms such and such and such. You know, you don't have to do that. You can look up in the Bible and say, you know, I need to know what's good for healing. I need to know what's good for marriage. I need to know. Find those scriptures. Yeah. And those scriptures and put them into your heart. You'll be surprised how God would just bring things up to you. And, and he's sometimes he brings it through another person. 
Sometimes you could be watching something on television or hear another pastor say something. You'd be like, oh, that's confirmation. You know, it's amazing how it can happen. Sometimes you can hear him in your ear, you know, like feel it in your spirit. You know. Mm -hmm. So I don't want anybody to think that, oh, I have to be, oh my God, I have to be so holy and sanctified. No. Talk to God the way you're talking to a friend. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, doesn't have, it doesn't have to be deep. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I totally agree with you because I'm a believer that the personalities that we have, you know, God already knows, you know, that's who we are. He understands our personality. And so where for some, they might feel it's a disrespect if you just like, hey, God, you know, I want to talk to you. They may feel that there's some proper way you know, to talk to God. But if that's your personality, if that's just how you are, if that's how you want to speak to him, it's not like he's going to say, well, I'll answer you and not answer the other. Oh, I feel disrespected because you didn't get on your knee and put your hands together and say, dear father, God, I believe it's him understanding who we are because he, a lot of the attributes he gave them to us, you know? And so why would he not honor my prayer in just conversation? And choose to honor yours because you did it a certain way. There is no no right and wrong way. So I totally agree with it. Totally agree with what you say. With the truly wed wives, though, do you find yourself or do you find that God brings you women that have also been through some of the things that you've gone through? Because, you know, a lot of times when we step out on our stories and we say, well, God, I believe, you know, you allowed me to go through this and I'm willing to share it then the people just kind of flock to you. (laughs) They just come out of nowhere. It's like, oh, wait, okay. I may need to minister to her because, you know, they come because you've given God that opening. Do you find that in that organization or at any time that you end up having that conversation and you're able to share it with people and help them? Yes, I do. And I think some other members of the group too, because we have some members of the group who may not have had a adversity in the sense of the way I did but maybe they struggled in the beginning of their business and had a you know hard way of going through their business you know they always say the first five years of business is really rough Mm -hmm. and so they can help that wife who's struggling with her business to understand that not to give up yeah it's going to get better not to give up to show them more strategies to use and different things that they can do to hold on to just you know let their to let their business grow or other things that they can do to allow their business to grow and not to give up because it takes time it doesn't happen overnight so depending on what you're dealing with um, but again like I said we all use prayer because like I said we don't thing or in anything without coming with prayer yeah you know we don't but I'm so glad that our group is so diversified in the different things that they handle to be able to help wives with you know, become, we have a, a woman that helps with blended families because, you know, sometimes a blended family can be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a woman that helps with blended families. She talks to women who are in blended families to help them try to understand because she's went through all of that. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, you know, you just have to, um, like I said, um, if you have a relationship or you can develop that relationship with God and understand that he's going to help you through He's going to help you through whatever you go through. He's going to be there and he's going to help you through. Even when it seems like you might be there all alone, you're not alone. He's still there. He's carrying you. 
He's carrying mm-hmm. you when you think you're by yourself. He's carrying you through. So he's going to always be there to help you. But he, we're not uh, privileged not to go through. He went through. So we have to go through. Yes, we're not privileged. Yeah, we're not I privileged like that. that. Yeah, we're not privileged. I like that, that right there. Yeah, so we're going to go through. But you have to have in the mindset that, you know what, this battle's already won. I'm going through, but the battle's already won. So if it's already won, I just need to do what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Because I already have the victory. That's the main thing. Remember, you already have the victory. This business is going to grow. Yes, I made mistakes. You make failures and you make mistakes, but they're only for growth. It's not a failure unless you quit. I like that. It's not a failure failure unless you quit. Unless you quit. you You learn from the mistake you made and then you try it a different way. Mm hmm. You're never a mm-hmm. failure unless you just all out and out quit. I like that. You're like the, you're like doing uh, what is it? Uh, building blocks, building uh, learning steps, or whatever. You're you're learning different things. What it took Ben Franklin how long to get a light bulb together? Hmm. A thousand <laughs> tries, I think. <laughs> they say he tried a thousand times. Yeah, I think it was a thousand times. So I don't know, but it's a long time to finally get it. Yes, but you're but not a failure unless you up? fail to try too, right? Yes. If you never. If you just give up at the sight of it, you just, I'm just done. I'm not going through. I mean, well, of course you're a failure because you, you failed to try. Right, right. Exactly. So never think that you're a failure because it didn't work. Just say, okay, this is one way that didn't work. So now I got to find another way. Let's try another way to see if this works. That's good. And then you just have so many ways that didn't work. They're not failures. That's just so many ways that it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that. So tell me about this uh this TEDx talk you did. I know. Oh my God. Was yes. it? I I know a little bit about it. Like you gave me a little a little peek in, but tell me about it. Like how did it happen? What did you talk about? Was it as great as you know everyone says it is? Yes. Um. We it was it was uh about I want to say eleven or twelve of us. Um, the, the subject was, I survived. How great was that? <laughs> was I survived. So you had like uh, maybe 12 people who survived different things. Like, like I said, it didn't have to be illness. It could have been through divorce. We had one woman who survived her son being killed, mm. losing a child and having to bury a child, you know? So yeah. it was amazing. It was really amazing. Um, the TEDx was really amazing. And again, God opens doors for you. When you do things, when you do your part, God opened doors. Not in a million years how, would I've ever thought that I would have been on a TEDx. Mm-hmm. But he opened mm-hmm. the door for me to meet someone who had that access to allow me to be in the TEDx. Yeah. Yeah. Were you nervous? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you no story. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that quick. yes, yes, I was. I was nervous. I was nervous, but I, I, you know, I went through it. I did it. How they say you do it afraid. Okay, <laughs> just do it while you're scared. As long just, as you do yep, it, just do it. Were you like that nervous? And did you have like that upset stomach nervous or shaking <laughs> leg nervous? Uh, it was like a um, my stomach wasn't upset. I was just kind of, I was just nervous and make wanting to make sure that I presented myself and, and had my story put out there where they really understood what I was saying. Yeah. So 
I just had that nervousness about coming in front of the people and making sure that they understood what I said. Because along with this journey, I have something called chemo brain. Okay. And what chemo brain does is it like I may have a word in my mind that I want to say, but it doesn't come out of my mouth. Like I can't get it together to say it or I'll know what it is I want to say, but it doesn't formulate for me to say. And then I have to search for something else to say. But, uh, okay. Or it keeps me from focusing when I'm reading. Sometimes I might have to read something over and over again because the um, what's the word I'm looking for when you um, when you re- comprehension. Yeah. Yeah. The comprehension doesn't be there. And so I have to read it over and over again to get the comprehension. So that's probably what made you a little nervous, huh? Going yeah. out, having to talk yeah. to these people. And remembering what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't so hard to remember what I was going to say, but just make sure I say it in the right way that they would understand what I was saying. So I take it God showed up. Oh, yes, he showed up. Ah! As always. As always. As always. (laughs) And he did it for everyone. I mean, it was an awesome, it was an awesome experience. And and if anybody has the opportunity to uh, be involved in a TEDx, I would say do it. So thinking, did you have a chance to go back and watch it? Do you watch yourself after you speak or, or listen to yourself? I have a video you? of it and I do watch myself. I did watch it and I said, oh my goodness, you know, I watched it and I see some little things that I could have, you know, did a little in a different way or what yeah. have you. Um, you did it, a little critique on yourself. Huh? Yes, yes, I did a critique. <laughs> on but yes. could you tell, so can you tell when you start off something, right? You started off whether it's speaking or a video or something you started off can you tell when when the anointing or like when god just kicks in and it's like that's not me talking and you go back and you watch it and you're like oh that was really good like do you see yourself talking and then like that was really good because you know it really wasn't you by yourself yes and and in the moment that i'm doing it i don't I you can't know tell it. at the moment. Yeah. But when I went back and watched, I could see the difference. Yeah. And I knew when, when 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 it happened because it was like my whole voice, the octave and everything <laughs> was totally different. Like, and somebody even mentioned that. I was like, huh? <laughs> and I looked up and looked up and said, oh, you know what? You're right. Yes. Because <laughs> when you, I mean, because when you first start off, you, you start, not that you start by yourself, but you know you're going to do it. And so you start. But then when you allow, first of all, you go in knowing, okay, God, like, I don't want this to be just me talking. I need you, you know, to step in, say yeah. what you want to say through me. You know, just, you got yes. the floor, you know, Lord, yeah. you got the floor. I don't want to go out here by myself. Yes. And literally, he has the floor. Like, you can start talking, and then he just step in, and he start talking. I, and it's been several times where I go back, and I'm like, oh, that was really good. I don't even <laughs> remember saying that. You know, yes, somebody exactly. told me something I said, and I'm like, I said that? I don't remember. But that's really good. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And that's because we just let him have the floor. Like, I just, Lord, I'll just let you speak. When we're open, and we're we're willing right to just let him use us then he brings the people he brings the opportunity he gives us the stage right he sets us at the table and he allows that conversation or whatever it is that we're supposed to be serving people he allows that service to flow through us because we allow it we got to do our part we can't just say lord i'm i'm ready lord use me lord use me 
And then when it comes time for you to be used, you close the door, you don't accept the opportunity, you don't step out and do it. You just kind of, you know, you sit and you wait thinking now well, you God is going to give me some directions when mm -hmm. he's all you already volunteered. He opened the door and then still you sit and you wait. Yes. Right. That's when that action comes into place. So we and take that action. He just blessing. Go ahead. Say that again. I said you can miss your blessing. Yes. You can miss your blessing. I think though, when you don't see the, when you don't look through the pain. Mm -hmm. Yes. Blessing. Mm -hmm. I feel like you should look through the adversity and see where you can help someone else because that is where the blessing is. Mm -hmm. The blessing is on the other side of it. And, and when you yeah. focus on coming out of it, because you know that God is going to use you, there's someone attached to it. There's some divine assignment attached to whatever it is you're going through. That's where the blessing is. Yeah. And that's really, when you say turning your pain into purpose, that's really it. You can turn your pain into purpose because you see how you can use it for someone else. That's where the blessing comes. Yes. You got to get through it first. I heard um, Stephen Anthony, he might have said this in, in an interview with him, but he said, I don't see um, my situation as a disability, but as a unique ability. And we awesome. And I remember we talked a little bit about it, but that's in every situation that we're in that's not one that we want to be in right it's right. a unique ability or a unique time to step up and say how can i use it yes. how can i how can i serve this to someone else how can i offer what i'm going through to someone else as an opportunity to see their way out or to uh or to rebuild to start over to keep going did you act did you have to start over a lot of things that's a question i have for you like going through um the chemo and you know i know that that probably wasn't upset in your schedule and your daily life but was there anything that you just kind of had to start over with or how was it like after uh yes um a lot of things you start over with, like, for instance, now I still have neuropathy in my feet and my legs and my hands. I don't have the strength in my hands to sometimes to even open a bottle of soda. It's just really hard for me to twist the cap. Mm -hmm. So you learn how to improvise. You learn how to do things a little. I say it's a new norm. A new norm. A new norm. You learn how to do things differently because a lot of people think that once the treatment is over, everybody is fine. And it's not so. You have so many things that, especially if you went through the radiation and the chemo, that it affects your body because it attacks the good and the bad. Yeah, I got you. It affects the you. good and the bad that's in your body. So that's poison that's literally in your system that's saving your life, but it still attacks the good part of you. So you have to learn um, new techniques on how to do things. Like I went through physical therapy to get use of my arms. They're still not 100% um, capacity, but to be able to reach or lift certain things, like I so much weight that I can't lift, you know, just, you know, but strengthening my body, uh, doing exercises and things to strengthen my body. Um, because, um, like I've developed some arthritis in certain places because of the chemo, uh -huh. again, the chemo brain, 
that's something that can go away or it can stay. I've been doing brain exercises to try to make my brain stronger by doing puzzles and different things of that nature. Even with that's what started me with being an author, with yeah. being able to write, making me use my brain. I'm saying if I use it, maybe it'll strengthen and I can get more of it back. Mm. You know, so is it helping though? Do you find that? It yes, it is help. It is help. I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling with it, and it's okay. It's okay. Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Again, okay. being able to know it's I'm coming through it. It's yeah, not. I'm this is not to it. stop me. It's it's just making me work. Yes, yes. So it's making me, and but it's opened doors for me to do things that I would have never done. Mm. I would have never been an author had I not been through this. I love it. I would have been a survival strategist had I not went through this. <laughs> I love it. You I never know. Yes. Had I not been through any of this, I would not have. I'd have still been doing my daily going to work, coming home, <laughs> taking care of the house, you know. what? So what's on the opposite side of that? So you're saying, okay, so I went through this and now all of these doors have opened. Yes. You could have gone through it and no doors yes. opened. Yes, because your mindset and your faith in God was like, I'm not going through this for no reason. There's got to be a reason, right? God, there, there must be a reason this is happening. What, how are you going to use me in it? You know, versus why am I going through this? Oh my God, please help me out. How do I, you know, just kind of staying in that, that, um, what, what was me? What was yeah, me. that woe is me, right? <laughs> Staying there where opportunity doesn't knock mm -mm. there, right? You right. don't become the survival strategist because you need a survival strategist. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the mindset you're in, you need someone to come talk to you, you know? So I just, I love though, how you just allow God to use that opportunity to use the experience, I call them life experiences when we go through things here uh, while we're on earth that we are very uncomfortable with or that may cause us some pain and some stress. And just knowing that taking that and using it as an opportunity to minister to somebody or understanding that God allowed you to experience it because it's for someone else. It's so that he can open those doors for you to reach other people. And he knows that you're strong enough. Right. He knows that you're strong enough to endure it. And so it's like, well, God, since you thought that I was strong enough for this, I'll go ahead, get your wisdom on the situation. Right. And and endure for whatever length of time I need to until I come to a place where I can use it to stand on. That I can use it to put in my hands to serve. That I can use it that, you know, I have words in my mouth to speak to offer someone else some coping mechanism, some way out, some deliverance, some type of strategy, something for someone else and not just staying in that, what was me? How do I, you know, or why, why is it me? But like you said earlier, why not you? Because it can turn your life around. It can definitely open some doors and you have fun in it. Yes. Have opportunities to meet new people. So yeah. I I get everything that she's saying. I I already knew this was going to be a really good podcast because we've had several conversations and they're always good. <laughs> they're always good, always good. And you're always positive, like good mood, giving that positive <laughs> energy, like and just that God can do anything. You know, like at any time, God can do anything. 
even if even if it doesn't come out the same every time, just hearing you say it. Matter of fact, the other night when we were in our meeting and you were speaking life into um, our mentor, just knowing where your heart was in that situation did something for me. You know, it was just like, yeah, we can all stand around and understand what's going on and look at it and um, and hope for the best, right? There's a difference when you hope for the best and when you actually speak up, speak out the words that God gives you that covers the situation or that encourages the person or inspires them um, to kind of keep the hope and, and to stay focused on what God can do. So I, I love that about you. Like I said, at any moment, it's, you know, trust God. He could do anything. You know, your faith is there. We can pray about it. You are always ready and willing to just be a servant of God, whether it's in word or in deed, you always show up. And I just love it. I respect it. And I'm so honored to be connected to you because, you know, it's an obedience from God that, that you just operate in. And, and I feel like, you know, that's honorable. It's honorable. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I love that about you. Could, so could I, I want you. Speak, could I speak to your audience for a moment? Yes, I want. I was about okay. to say, so I want you to go ahead, tell them, you know, what whatever word God has given you to give them and where they can find you and all that good stuff. I'll let you talk. Okay, so again, I'm Dr. Paula Gandy. And what I want to speak to you all is that this is considered a uh, breast cancer month and all women and even men I want to make something very understood men can get breast cancer men can get breast cancer it's rare but it happens and over maybe 635 men a year die from breast cancer so you need to check your body as well if you feel as a man if you feel something in your breast area if you feel a lump or something there that just doesn't seem right, go get checked. Go get checked. Um, because there's a possibility you need to get checked. Women, check your breasts. Every month, check your breasts. If you feel a lump, if you see, if you see a discharge in your nipples or your nipples feel like they're turning in or something, go get checked. Yeah. Go get a mammogram. Ask for a 3D mammogram because sometimes our breast tissue is dense and a regular mammogram may not show what a 3D mammogram would. So request a 3D mammogram. Get checked. Anytime you feel as though something is not feeling correctly, get it checked. It's always best to be safe than sorry because if you can catch it early, you have a better chance. Yeah. So I just want to tell you that, you know, get checked and not and, and uh, we say October is breast cancer month, but every month, check your body every month, get to know who you what your body so that you can feel when changes are happening so that you can go get it checked out. And I just wanted to leave that tidbit. Um, you can reach me at uh, my email, step up and move forward at gmail.com. If you have any questions you like, or if you'd like me to speak or something, you can contact me at stepupandmoveforward at gmail.com. And I do have a club that will be starting up again on Clubhouse called Step Up and Move Forward. And it'll be on Saturdays at three. Uh, but I will probably not start it up again until uh, the beginning of the year. Okay, so January. Mm -hmm. January. You said Saturdays at three? Uh -huh. Yes, Saturdays at three. Now, is that that's uh not 
that's Eastern Standard Time, right? Eastern Standard Time, yes. Okay. Because, you know, we have um, so many different time zones that uh, tune in. And so it's, that, it's good to know what time zone it is in. So Eastern Standard Time. I made sure to write that down. Come January, Clubhouse, step up and move forward yes. on Saturdays at 3 p.m. And Eastern that's my Standard email time. as well, step up and move forward at gmail.com. At and I also just wanted the people to know that cancer is not always a death sentence. Breast cancer is not always a death sentence. The importance is getting checked, advocating for yourself when you think something is wrong with your body, have them do whatever the test is, is necessary and get second opinions as well. And get second opinions. I like that. Don't just go for the first one. huh? Mm -hmm. Get second opinions. Yes. I like it. Like it. Like it. Okay. Well, I um, will make sure to keep all of your information in mind. I know that I'm a, we'll be talking. So it's this yeah. won't be the last time that we talk. This is a this is a first that my audience will will uh hear you on this podcast. Hopefully in the very near future I can have another interview with you where they can see your face and and see us talking. But I already know like I'll be talking to you on the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so I'll true. see you in group meetings, right? Yes. Uh, because this is a connection that God allowed, and it's one that I don't believe will be broken. And so, yeah. uh, again, I'm just honored. I'm just honored for this divine connection that we have. Yeah. And I look forward to talking to you, working with you, visiting with you, collaborating with you, all those good things in the future. I thank you so much, Dr. Paulette Gandy, for joining me here and for just spilling on everyone all of that good glorious uh <laughs> word and anointing and especially about prayer just spilling all of that onto the people that are listening um like i, I said y'all i thank you for the oh, opportunity you, oh you oh you are worth it let me tell you and i don't want i want my audience to know that this is the paulette gandy you get at any time <laughs> like she didn't just show up on the podcast with this conversation as if, you know, I'm on the podcast. It's what I need to say. No, like you can talk to her on the phone on a Tuesday at five o'clock. And this is the conversation you're going to get. And you can listen to her talk on Thursday at 6 PM. This is the conversation that you're going to get. Like just being the same, being obedient to God and just serving people with the goodness um, that he's allowed you to go through. I just love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank I thank you, you so much. For being here and like i said you're worth it y'all go follow um dr paulette gandy step up and move forward at gmail.com send her uh, an email even if it's just like if you start a subscription service let them know but even if it's just to say hey i heard you on the podcast um if you don't have any questions you know just to just jump in her inbox and say hey is good enough but saturdays clubhouse 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time come January. Keep that on your calendar as well. If you're not on Clubhouse, get there so that you can show up and listen listen to uh, Dr. Paulette Gandy. And I'll make sure to just kind of keep people reminded of the things that are coming up as I know them. But again, I thank you so much. Love you. And I know I'm going to talk to you real soon. Yes. Love you too, Christy. Speak your mind, talk about it, share with me, just be free. Ooh, oh, oh, let's talk. Speak your mind, talk about it, share with me, just be free. Yeah. Ooh, oh, oh, 
about it Come on, let's talk Speak your mind, talk about it Share with me, just be free